current landscape of nucleic acid therapeutics. A review by Jayesh Kulkarni, Roy van der Miel, and others. From University of British Columbia, Vancouver, Canada. Nature Nanotechnology, 2021. The increasing number of approved nucleic acid therapeutics demonstrates the potential to treat diseases by targeting the genetic blueprints in vivo. Conventional treatments generally induce therapeutic effects that are transient because they target proteins rather than underlying causes. In contrast, nucleic acid therapeutics can achieve long-lasting or even curative effects by gene inhibition, addition, replacement or editing. Their clinical translation, however, depends on delivery technologies that improve stability, facilitate internalization and increase target affinity. Here, we review our four platform technologies that have enabled the clinical translation of nucleic acid therapeutics, antisense oligonucleotides, ligand-modified small interfering RNA conjugates, lipid nanoparticles, and adeno-associated virus vectors. For each platform, we discuss the current state-of-art clinical approaches, explain the rationale behind its development, highlight technological aspects that facilitate clinical translation and provide an example of a clinically relevant genetic drug. In addition, we discuss how these technologies enable the development of cutting-edge genetic drugs, such as tissue-specific nucleic acid bioconjugates, messenger RNA, and gene editing therapeutics. Nearly half a century ago, Friedman and Droblin conceptualized that inherited genetic disorders resulting in dysfunctional gene products could be treated by introducing a functional gene copy. Today, technologies enabling nucleic acid delivery are at the forefront of global efforts to fight the COVID-19 pandemic. Targeting the genetic basis of many other diseases is rapidly becoming a reality as demonstrated by the recent approval of various nucleic acid-based therapeutics by the United States Food and Drug Administration, FDA, and the European Medicines Agency, EMA. In contrast to conventional drugs, which generally target proteins, genetic drugs modulate gene expression to induce therapeutic effects. Introducing exogenous nucleic acids into cells to counter-react Defective genes is an attractive way to achieve high specific, durable, and possibly curative therapeutic effects in inherited and acquired disorders. However, employing nucleic acids as therapeutics is challenging because they are susceptible to degradation by nucleases, contribute to immune activation, and have unfavorable physiochemical characteristics that prevent facile transmission into cells. Safe and effective nucleic acid therapeutics therefore require sophisticated delivery platform technologies. In this review, we use the term nucleic acid therapeutics to include all nucleic acid-based approaches that modulate gene expression by inhibiting, adding, replacing, or editing at the DNA or RNA level. Groundbreaking research over the past 30 years has resulted in safe, effective delivery platforms enabling nucleic acid therapeutics. Several ex vivo and in vivo genetic drugs have recently been approved or are in late stage development for treating infections, cancer, muscular and retinal dystrophies, and other inherited diseases. Typical ex vivo gene therapies involve retrovirally transduced patient-derived hematopoietic stem cells, or T-cells, which are transplanted back into patients. Currently, approved therapies include Stramvelis, patient-derived CD34 plus cells transduced with a gamma retroviral vector to express DNA encoding the human adenosine, the aminase, ADA enzyme treating severe combined immunodeficiency due to ADA deficiency, and 
chimeric antigen receptor T-cell products, chimera, and tecartus, for treating various types of leukemia or lymphoma. These latter approaches involve engineering analogous T-cells using lentiviral or gamma-retroviral vectors to express chimeric antigen receptors specific for the CD19 protein common on B-cells. In parallel, several in vivo nucleic acid therapeutics have been approved. The effectiveness of these treatments critically depends on chemical modifications and or technologies designed to protect the nucleic acids from degradation and to ensure their stability in the circulation, to enable localization to the target tissue and to ensure effective intracellular delivery. Here we provide an overview of viral and non-viral technologies that have facilitated clinical translation of in vivo nucleic acid therapeutics. The vast majority of nucleic acid therapeutics that are either already approved or currently in late stage clinical evaluation rely on four platform technologies. Chemically modified antisense oligonucleotides, ASO, N-acetyl-galoctosamine, GAL-NEC, ligand-modified short interfering RNA, siRNA conjugates, lipid nanoparticles, LNPs, and adeno-associated virus, AAV, vectors. For each platform technology, we explain the mode of action, provide the rationale behind its development, highlight key technological aspects that have facilitated its clinic translation, and discuss its therapeutic effectiveness and adverse reactions using a clinically relevant drug product, as example. In addition, we address how these platform technologies are now enabling the next generation of nucleic acid therapeutics, such as targeted nucleic acid conjugates, messenger RNA, mRNA, and gene editing therapeutics. ASOs ASOs are short synthetic nucleic acids that hybridize with cellular RNA using classic Watson-Crick-based pairing to modulate gene expression. By binding pre-mRNA or mRNA, ASOs can post-transcriptionally regulate protein synthesis through mechanisms including modification of pre-mRNA processing and splicing, competitive inhibition, static blockade of translational machinery, and degradation of bound target RNA. The latter mechanism leverages endogenous RNA degradation pathways mediated by RNAs H1 or argonate 2 The ability to interact with pre-mRNA enables ASOs to target splicing processes and dramatically increases the amount of RNA sequence that can be selected for ASO binding, which can also limit off-target effects. For example, in the HTT gene, which encodes for the Huntington protein, only 7% of 2,842 known single nucleotide polymorphisms could be targeted in the mater mRNA using small interfering RNAs, compared to 100% targeting of these single nucleotide polymorphisms by ASOs. Potential of target binding toxicities are an important consideration for any nucleic acid-based therapeutic strategy. Molecular size and precise sequence design give ASOs particularly robust therapeutic potential compared to other nucleic acid drugs. For example, artificial microRNA (miRNA) enabled gene regulation relies on sequence complementarity between the target mRNA three prime untranslated region and the first seven to eight five prime nucleosides of the mRNA. mRNA microRNA binding outside the microRNA seed is viable such that a single microRNA may interact with multiple mRNAs with different affinities. ASO RNA binding is rigorously regulated by complementarity between target RNA and the full 
ASO molecule which is typically between 13 and 30 nucleotides in length. This stringent binding specificity directly correlates with ASO efficacy but can exacerbate toxicity if off-target binding does occur. The modest size of ASOs also means distribution to target tissues is achievable through multiple administration routes. In vivo, unmodified phosphodiester ASOs are rapidly degraded by seronucleases and cleared from circulation by renal filtration. As a result, chemical modifications of ASO nucleosides, nucleobases and the internucleoside backbone are critical for improving pharmacokinetics and pharmacodynamics while maintaining target affinity and efficacy. Therapeutically effective ASOs are heavily modified, so they do not require a delivery carrier. This limited downstream processing during manufacturing decreases production associated costs. Platform technology design ASOs were first indicated for translationally repressing rural sarcoma virus RSV RNA to treat cytomegalovirus retinitis. Vitravine formivircine, a deoxyribonucleotide based ASO, binds terminal repetitive regions of RSV genomic RNA. Through competitive inhibition, vitravine directly interferes with viral genome circulation and recruits RNAs H1 to block viral protein translation. Target gene expression can also be indirectly modified using ASOs complementary to endogenous microRNA or using microRNA mimetic ASO. Although less specific, this approach enables simultaneous targeting of multiple genes regulated by shared microRNAs, usually to increase their expression. ASOs can also upregulate gene expression through RNA cleavage independent mechanisms, such as static blockades. By selectively targeting upstream open reading frames and binding motifs for translational repressors, with a non-coding RNA, ASO binding can redirect translation to downstream open reading frames and increase mRNA translation by blocking the accessibility of negative regulators. Similarly, ASOs can be used to alter pre-mRNA processing by modifying 5' capping and polyadenylation and to influence mRNA splicing. Exxon Dice 51 and Spinraza, both approved in 2016, respectively induce exon skipping and intron inclusion for the treatment of Duchenne muscular dystrophy and spinal muscular atrophy, SMA. Early studies of phosphodiester ASOs achieve RNA target binding in vitro but were impeded by nuclease degradation and clearance in vivo. Phosphorethronate linkages within the ASO's backbone were introduced to increase nuclease resistance, decrease hydrophilicity and promote serum protein binding to improve circulation lifetime while maintaining RNA's H1 activity and anionic charge. First-generation ASOs, however, are immunostimulatory and have lower target binding affinities than their unmodified counterparts. Comparatively, phosphoramidates modified morpholino oligomers have superior target RNA affinity and stability, but are uncharged and rely exclusively on steric blockade-enabled regulatory mechanisms because they do not activate RNAs H1. Extensive progress has been made in ASO nucleoside chemistry. Two prime ribose or second generation modifications include 
2 prime O methyl, 2 prime O methyl ethyl, 2 prime O aminopropyl, and 2 prime fluoro. These two prime substitutions influence ASO molecular conformation, resulting in improved RNA target binding affinity and, with the exception of two prime fluoro, increase nuclease resistance. Like phosphoramidate modified morpholino oligomers, fully two prime modified ASOs do not recruit RNAs H1. Although less common, nucleobase modifications can also be incorporated into ASO design. Numerous modifications have been identified, but only replacing cytosine with 5-methylcytosine has proven beneficial. 5-methylcytosine substitution reduces ASO immunostimulator effects without compromising Watson-Crick complementarity. Third-generation modifications more extensively alter ASO chemistry to further enhance stability and potency post-administration and provide greater control over both target affinity and stereotropism. These modifications may alter nucleoside connectivity to restrict ASO stereochemistry as in locked nucleic acids. Constraints ethyl nucleoside analogues and artificial amino bridge nucleic acids. Change the backbone, charge, or link ASOs to ligands as in cholesterol and galnac conjugated ASO. Single ASO frequently incorporates multiple modifications to combine the advantageous properties and mitigate associated complications. For example, Adding second-generation modifications to a fully phosphorethionate modified ASO backbone increases binding affinity and maintains phosphorethionate conferred nuclease resistance. Similarly, chimera ASO contain a central region of unmodified deoxynucleotides flanked by terminal 2' modified nucleotides. The deoxynucleotide region preserves RNA's H1 activity, while peripheral 2' modifications improve potency. Taxidi approved for treating polyneuropathy caused by hereditary transthyretin, amyloidosis, and GAPMA ASO comprised of a 10 base deoxynucleotide core flanked by 5 prime and 3 prime 2 prime MOE modified wings. Clinical example, nucinersin marked as spinraza is a fully phosphorethylate and 2 prime MOE modified ribonucleotide ASO approved for treating SMA. SMA is an autosomal recessive disorder caused by loss of function mutations in the survival motor neuron 1 gene, SMN1. SMN1 mutations result in survival motor neuroprotein SMN deficiency and cause motor neuron degeneration. The DNA sequences of SMN1 and its paralogue SMN2 both encode SMN, but a B substitution within an intergenic SMN2 enhancer means that the major mRNA products of the two genes are different splice isoforms. SMN1 mRNA produces full-length SMN, while SMN2 mRNA lacks exon 7 and produces truncated non-functional SMN. A small proportion of SMN2 transcripts retain exon 7 and homozygous SMN1 mutation carriers with larger SMN2 copy numbers have milder SMA phenotypes. The mechanism of Spinraza leverages this effect for smart therapy. The ASO binds SMN2 pre-mRNA, modifies splicing to promote exon 7 inclusion and increases the proportion of full-length SMN translated from SMN2 mRNA. 
because spinraza does not target the coercive gene for SMA, ASO binding does not depend on SMN1 mutation type, meaning that spinraza is a viable treatment option for all SMA patients. The first phase 1 ascending dose clinical trial of spinraza in which one intrathecal dose of 1 mg, 3 mg, 6 mg or 9 mg of the drug was administered, reported only mild and moderate adverse events in 89% of subjects. At 9 to 14 months post-treatment, cerebrospinal fluid SMN concentrations were unchanged in the 1 mg and 3 mg dose groups and the 6 mg and 9 mg dose groups had respectively mean increases in cerebrospinal fluid SMN of 118% and 161%. Compared to baseline, subjects in the 9 mg dose group showed a 17.6% improvement in the Hammersmith Function Motor Scale Extended Score 85 days post-treatment and a 32.8% improvement 19 to 14 months post-treatment. The 1 mg, 3 mg and 6 mg dose groups did not have better Hammersmith functional motor scale extended score results. Two phase 3 clinical trials assessed the efficacy of multiple spinaza doses in infants and later onset smart patients. Spinraza treated infants showed reduced risk of death or permanent ventilation and better motor milestone response compared to untreated infants and later on smart patients had clinically meaningful improvements in HFMSE scores. In both trials, adverse event frequency was similar between treated and sham injected groups. Adverse events included vomiting, pyrexia, conspiration, and lower respiratory infection. Low platelet counts and elevated urine protein were measured in 16% and 56% of treated infants and later onset patients, compared to 14% and 34% in untreated patients. Spinraza is approved for smear treatment in both pediatric and aged patients and is administered by intratherical injection. Patients receive four initial loading doses of 12 mg each and subsequent maintenance doses every four months. Delivering spinraza directly to the cerebrospinal fluid ensures the drug reaches its target within the central nervous system. As ASOs in peripheral circulation do not permeate the blood-brain barrier. Galnac, small interfering RNA conjugates. Galnac conjugation represents an efficient way to increasing small interfering RNA target organ accumulation and or facilitating the cellular uptake. In the absence of a protective delivery vector, small interfering RNA has to be chemically modified to ensure stability in the circulation following parental administration. To silence disease-causing genes in hepatocytes, these therapeutics are composed of small interfering RNA conjugated to tertiary gal-neck moiety targeting the Asian glycoprotein receptor ASGPR. This receptor is predominantly expressed on hepatocytes and thus provides access to a defined cell type within the liver. ASGPR specifically binds carbohydrates with thermal galactose or galnac residues. After ligand binding, the receptor ligand complex is internalized by catherine-dependent receptor-mediated endocytosis. Abundant and predominantly expressed on the hepatocyte sinusoidal membrane, ASGPR is an ideal receptor for hepatic small interfering RNA delivery. Furthermore, 
its high internalization and recycling rate allow continuous uptake of small interfering RNA molecules, thereby increasing target cell concentration. Different species exhibit the same carbohydrate recognition pattern, which is an important consideration in preclinical and translational study design. Platform design Selective and efficient ASGPR targeting ligands optimized small interfering RNA design and a favorable administration route have been key factors for clinically translating GALNAC small interfering RNA. ASGPR is a heterooligomeric receptor complex comprising numerous subunits with carbohydrate recognition domains. Increasing the number of carbohydrates that simultaneously bind to several receptor subunits exponentially elevates avidity. The carbohydrate spatial arrangement and the sugar moieties are crucial for specific and efficient ASGPR binding. Of note, ASGPR has a higher affinity for galnac as compared to galactose. To further improve affinity, triatenary galnac ligands were developed with the association constant in the low nanomolar range as compared to the millimolar range for monovalent ligands. Additionally, triatenary galnac ligand compatibility with small interfering RNA synthesis streamlined large-scale manufacturing processes. Advances in backbone chemistry initially designed for ASO therapeutics have also been applied to small interfering RNA therapeutics. Notable modifications used for small interfering RNAs include 2-OME, 2-fluoro and phosphothiorate linkages to improve metabolic stability, reduce urination by toll-like receptor 3 and 7 and increase binding to target mRNA. Iterative small interfering RNA design optimization resulted in alnylam property enhanced stabilization chemistry ESC. The augmented stability of ESC galnac small interfering RNA conjugates substantially increased leave exposure and prolonged gene silencing duration resulting in efficacy 10 times greater than standard template chemistry. Stability in acidic intracellular compartments of hepatocytes is therefore key to extended activity. Careful small interfering RNA sequence selection, especially of seed regions, reduces the risk of hybridization dependent of target effects. Additional small interfering RNA modifications, including glycol nucleic acid substitutions in the seed region ESCs plus and arteronucleic acid residues might be implemented in future conjugates to further boost RNAi potency and curtain adverse effects. Chirality dependent properties could also offer additional functionalities balancing further chemical modifications and compatibility with RNAi machinery will be vital to the next generation of small interfering RNA therapeutics. Finally, the administration route has affected the clinical translation of galnac small interfering RNA conjugates and influenced patient compliance. Owing to their low molecular weight, galnac small interfering RNA conjugates are amenable to subcutaneous administration. This delays small interfering RNA delivery to the liver, but efficient and steady knockdown is still achievable owing to the high capacity recycling of ASGPR. Several galnac small interfering RNA conjugates are currently undergoing late-stage clinical evaluation for treating cardiometabolic or genetic disorders. Clinical example Jibosuran is an FDA-approved RNAi therapeutic-based galnac siRNA technology indicated for acute hepatic porphyria, which is caused by mutations in genes associated with the heme biosynthesis pathway. Physical triggers that increase 
aminolevonilic acid synthetase ALAS1 expression cause a buildup of aminolevonilic acid ALA and porphobilonogene, which are toxic intermediates that harm nervous tissue and contribute to the onset of acute life-threatening episodes of severe abdominal pain, neuropathy, and neurophysiotherapist symptoms. At this time of durovisceral development, the only treatment for acute hepatic porphyria was hematin, an oxygenous heme source, which was approved for post-symptomatic patients, but not as prophylactic treatment. Givlari leverages the RNAi machinery to reduce and prevent elevated ALAS1 expression. One limitation of this technology, clinical translation was the lack of an appropriate diagnostic biomarker or then liver biopsies. Co-developing a biomarker based on ALAS1 mRNA concentrations in serum and urine both improved clinical diagnosis and provided a pharmacodynamic biomarker that could be used to monitor therapeutic endpoints without invasive procedures. A stringing similarity across species was the presence of circulating RNA, which strongly correlates to hepatic expression. Moreover, patient samples also showed similarly elevated circulating ALS mRNA levels. In a three-part phase one trial, 33 subjects received Givosiran and 10 received placebo. The data suggested that single subcutaneous dose at 2.5 mg per kiloliter resulted in more than 80% less circulating LS1 mRNA and correspondingly reduced ALA and porphobilonogene levels in circulation. This established a dosing regime of 2.5 mg per kiloliter monthly. In the phase 3 trial, the primary outcome measure was the analyzed rate of composite porphyria attacks, hospitalization, urgent care and hematin administration over 6 months. Among the 48 patients receiving Givosiran, the rate of attacks dropped by 74%. The secondary outcome measures were urinary ALA and porphobilonogen levels, which were markedly lower in subjects receiving Givosiran. Adverse events more frequently seen in treated individuals were elevated liver enzymes, chronic kidney disease, injection site reactions and nausea. LMPs The permeability requirements of biological membranes severely limit the transfer of large, charge-dense macromolecules across the plasma membrane. To overcome these lipid polymorphic base behaviors could temporarily compromise the permeability barrier and allow nucleic acids to enter the cell. Landmark work on cationic lipids by Fergner and others paved the way for a new class of lipid-mediated delivery systems. LMPs provide a protected compartment requested from serum nuclease activity and immune components and a drug biodistribution profile dictated by the carrier. In this review, we focus on the approved LMP technology developed for hepatic small interfering RNA delivery following intravenous administration. The discovery of anisable cationic lipids has been essential for the clinical translation of LMP-based RNA therapeutics. These lipids ensure efficient small interfering RNA encapsulation, maintain neutral LMP surface charge at physiological pH, and play a major part in endosomal escape. After systemic administration, apolipoprotein E, APOE, adsorbs to the LMP surface and promotes internalization by hepatocytes by the low-density lipoprotein receptor, resulting in more than 80% accumulated dose in the liver. Platform design. LMP systems represent 24 years of evolution from initial formulations composed merely of phospholipids and cholesterol. These developments drew from knowledge of lipid carriers for small molecule therapeutics. Translating such systems to nucleic acids require additional functionalities such as enabling efficient entrapment, maintaining neutral surface charge and evading the immune system. 
LMPs are typically composed of four components, ionosable cationic lipids, phospholipids, cholesterol, and polyethylene glycol pack lipids. LMP formulations used for gene silencing in hepatocytes and TRAP, small to finger RNA at a ratio of 0.095 and generate circa 50 nanometer particles with narrow size distributions. Their size is crucial to allowing these particles to pass through the fenestrated liver vasculator. We discussed the following factors that have been critical for clinical translation, ionosable cationic lipid optimization, diffusible PEG lipid design, and a robust scalable manufacturing process. The ionosable lipid shape and acid dissociation constant optimization dramatically improved LMP potency, thereby enabling clinical translation. Permanently cationic lipids such as Stottmann demonstrated toxicities that hindered rapid translation in vivo. Comparatively, ionosable tertiary amine moieties in the lipid head group allowed for a net positive charge at acidic pH and a neutral charge in circulation. The decreased toxicity and lower immune stimulation suggested improved clinical utility. Rational design and iterative screening using the murine factor 7F7 model identified DILIN MC3 DMA. Its development has been reviewed elsewhere. Optimizing previous generation lipids such as DILIN-DAP approved the therapeutic index 8000 fold. Another key component in determining LMPs multifinger and transfection competency is the big lipid, which has required to prevent aggregation during particle formation. However, back lipids inhibited uptake into target cells and were therefore counterproductive for transfection. To find an optimal balance between stability and transfection competency, diffusible PEC lipids containing C14 alkyl chains were developed. In the presence of a lipid sink, these lipids rapidly dissociate from the LMP, generating transfection competent systems. Preclinical studies determined that LMP with diffusible PEG lipids rapidly accumulate in the liver, with circulation half-lives of less than 15 minutes. This rapid accumulation and potency for hepatocyte transfection stemmed from APOE adsorption. LMP's monitoring RNA manufacturing required a rapid, reproducible procedure. This was accomplished through an ethanol loading technique that involved mixing preformed LMP at pH 4 with nucleic acids in the presence of high ethanol concentrations. A subsequently developed higher throughput rapid mixing process combined lipids dissolved in ethanol with nucleic acids in an aqueous buffer through a D-junction resulting in efficient nucleic acid loading into LMP systems. Rapid mixing techniques produced LMPs multi-filling RNA systems with higher entrapment efficiencies and narrow size distribution. Recent work suggests that such structures include a hydrophobic oil core primarily consisting of neutral ionizable lipid surrounded by small multi-filling RNA complex to lipids in a B-layer arrangement with heterogeneity in its multi-filling RNA copy number particle. Clinical example. Patisuran is an RNAi therapeutic that relies on LMP delivery technology to treat hereditary transterine amyloidosis, HATTR. This disease is caused by mutation in the gene for transterine TTR that make the TTR protein abnormally aggregate and accumulate. As a result, the disease manifests in a number of systemic pathologies affecting many organ systems. Transthyretine is expressed by hepatocytes in the liver and secreted into circulation. Onpatro is composed of dialin MC3, DMA, phosphatidylchloride, cholesterol and PEG lipids at a ratio of 50-10, 38.5, 1.5. As with the ASO Texedi at T 
the time on patch was developed, liver transplantation was the only treatment option for patients with HATTR. On Patrol leverages the high LNPs multifinger RNA accumulation in hepatocytes and the potency for gene silencing in these cells to suppress mutated TTR expression. In doing so, Omprato drastically reduced the amount of nucleic acids required to achieve efficient gene silencing. During clinical development, a key finding was that the doses required to achieve 80% gene silencing in non-human primate models were very similar to those acquired in humans. In phase 2, a total of 29 HATTR patients received two patisserone infusions at a dose of 0.01 to 0.3 mg kg every four weeks or 0.3 mg kg every three weeks. A mean TTR knockdown level more than 80% was achieved after the second dose for the Q3W protocol. In the phase 3 Apollo study, 148 patients received patisserin at a dose of 0.3 mg per kiloliter Q3W and 77 patients received placebo infusions. The primary endpoint measured the change in the modified neuropathy impairment score MNIS plus 7 from baseline to after 18 months. Results indicated that the PTSRN group showed a median reduction in serum TTR levels more than 80% and MNIS plus 7 of minus 6 compared to the placebo group measuring plus 28. These suggested PTSRN can halt and reverse disease progression more recently, post-hoc analysis of data from the Phase 2 open-level extension and the Phase 3 trials suggested that patients benefit from patisserin even when simultaneously receiving oral small molecule TTR stabilizers. AAV vector since gene therapy was initially proposed several decades ago, the development of safe and efficient mammalian retroviruses, adenoviruses and adeno-associated viruses has been instrumental to clinical translation. Although early studies provided clear evidence that viral vectors could successfully deliver therapeutic transgenes, clinical benefits were observed only in a small number of studies and significant immunotoxicities occurred. In addition, serious genotoxicity caused by the use of viral vectors capable of genome integration has also been observed, although these outcomes raise considerable doubts about whether these viral strategies would be viable. They also initiated major efforts that improved our understanding of vector biology and its intercalation with target cells and tissues. This ultimately resulted in the development and clinical translation of recombinant viral vectors, which are more effective and incur lower risk. Viral vectors are effective DNA delivery vehicles as they have evolved to display tropism for specific cell types and compared to the aforementioned approaches, their only system able to actively deliver their payload to the nucleus. The importance of this latter feature cannot be overstated, as DNA world genome encoding payloads are non-functional outside the nucleus. Typically, non-viral systems rely on a cell division stage when nuclear membrane collapses, and reformation allows DNA to passively diffuse into the nucleus. Several drug products based on recombinant viral vector-mediated transgene delivery have been approved by the FDA and the EMA. These treatments involve either ex vivo or in vivo approaches, whereby transgenes are directly delivered to cells, mainly mediated by AAV vectors following parental administration. This review discusses AAV vector-mediated in vivo therapies, which, in addition to being used for retinal disorders, are also a late-stage clinical evaluation for treating diseases related to the liver and the central nervous system. Platform Design 
Wild type AAV is a small non-enveloped parvirus with a circa 4.7 kilobase single-stranded DNA genome. Recombinant AAV vectors exploited as delivery vehicles generally contain the same captured components and structure as wild type AAV, but all viral coding sequences are replaced by therapeutic gene expression cassettes, maximizing packing capacity and reducing immunogenicity. Because AAV tropism has broad range, AAVs can be used for targeted transduction in a variety of tissues potentially providing cellular specificity, variable regions within capsid protein sequences define AAV serotypes and dictate tropism by modifying the binding interactions between capsids and receptors that facilitate their cellular uptake. Receptor-bound AAVs enter cells by endocytosis are released into the cytosol by acidification of the early endosome and following perinuclear accumulation and the nucleus. Tissue specificity and transduction efficiency can be further modified by viral pseudotyping, chimeric capsid engineering, and peptide library screening, among others. Additionally, AAV vectors have a number of other features that make them an attractive platform for therapeutic transgene delivery. First, AAVs require a helper virus for replication and are therefore considered no pathogenic. Second, following AAV uncoating in the nucleus, inverted terminal repeats flanking the vector genome driver combination to form episomal constructs. Genomic integration occurs at low frequency, reducing the potential for genotoxicity. Third, the 12 different AAV serotypes and hundreds of additional variants identified the date mean AAV-mediated nucleic acid therapy has extensive utility. Nevertheless, AAVs also have several limitations. Most prominently, AAV vectors have a packing capacity for genes of less than about 5 kilobases, thereby restricting their application for, to treating disorders for which the transgene can be packed in a single vector. To overcome this, strategies are being developed to accommodate larger transgenes or multiple transgenes by co-administrating multiple vectors that carry separate genes. Following release in the nucleus, the SSDNA needs to be converted to a double-stranded DNA prior to transgene expression Self-complementarity AAV vectors have been designed to prevent expression delay, but their packaging capacity is halved. AAVs are more suitable for DNA delivery to long-lived, non-dividing or slowly dividing cells, such as hepatocytes, because episomal genomes are not replicated and are lost during mitosis. Further AAVs occur naturally in multiple species, in humans, neutralizing antibodies are widely prevalent, which dramatically reduces AAV-mediated gene delivery following intravenous administration and limits their broad applicability. Clinical example Voretigine neparvovec risel is an AAV serotype 2 vector containing cDNA encoding the human RPE65 gene for treating inherited retinal dystrophy LCA type 2. The recombinant vector genome contains a cytomegalovirus enhancer and a hybrid chicken beta-actin promoter that facilitate RPE65 expression while the vector remains episomal in the nucleus. Prior to Luxturnus development, there was no pharmacological treatment for LCA type 2, which is an autosomal recessive disease caused by mutations in the RPE65 gene. Although rare, this disorder was an appealing target for gene therapy, in part because it can be treated by introducing a single copy in the wild-type gene. Additionally, because it is a relatively small, easily accessible organ, the eye requires a lower number of vector particles for a therapeutic dose, thereby reducing the risk 
of adverse effects. The simplified access also facilitates multiple administration routes. Moreover, the eye is immune privileged by the blood ocular barrier, which prevents vector particles from spreading to other parts of the body and promoting an immune response. In addition, because AAV targets post-mitotic retinal pigment epithelium cells, the treatment is expected to be long-lasting without episomal DNA deletion. Following studies in small animals, the development of Luxturna was advanced by Canin studies, in which vision could be restored following treatment with AAV RPE65 in naturally occurring RPE65 minus minus ducts. Importantly, improved visual function and protection against phenoreceptor degradation persisted even 5 to 11 years later. Phase 1-2 trials were conducted by multiple groups which concomitantly demonstrated that AAV2 RPE65 could be safely delivered to the retina, resulting in improved visual function for varied length of time. In a randomized phase 3 trial, 29 patients with confirmed RPE65 mutations received a bilateral subretinal injection of 1.5 times 10 to the power of 11 vector genomes of Luxturna, or underwent the same efficacy outcome testing without intervention. The primary endpoint was a change in multiluminance mobility testing, MLMT, one year after intervention. The change in MLMT performance was determined based on the light intensity level by which participants could successfully complete an obstacle course after the intervention compared to baseline. This test and other secondary outcomes such as visual tests demonstrated that treatment with Luxturna improved light sensitivity, visual fields and navigational ability in RPE65 mediated LCA patients who were previously untreatable. In patients who were treated during a phase 1-2 trial, clinical benefits are still present lasting at least three years. These results led to Luxturna approval in 2017. Outlook and discussion. Since using gene therapy to treat diseases was first proposed half a century ago, major biological and technological breakthroughs have led to several safe, effective platform technologies. Importantly, currently approved nucleic acid therapeutics and those now in development are often valuable therapeutic options for patients who previously had limited or no treatment options. The successful clinical application of these technologies has sparked great interest in improving tissue specificity and broadening potential applications, particularly for LNP and AAV vector systems. This review focuses on approved nucleic acid therapeutics, but the extremely rapid development of mRNA and gene editing therapeutics, which are already in clinical trials or have been approved for treating infectious diseases and cancer, is worth mentioning. Although newly developed treatments also include a number of ex vivo drug products, such as modified intrinsic cells, we briefly highlight several in vivo approaches and conclude by discussing the socioeconomic impact of gene therapy as a whole. Various bioconjugation strategies have been developed to overcome some limitations of approved ASO and small interfering RNA therapeutics, specifically by modulating their pharmacokinetics and facilitating receptor specific interactions. Modified ASOs conjugates to GALNAC can increase target gene silencing up to 60-fold in hepatocytes by increasing accumulation in these cells relative to non-parenchymal cells. Similarly, antibody-modified small interfering RNAs have extended the relatively short half-life for GALNAC small interfering RNAs from about 2 hours to more than 10 hours in serum. Chemically engineering oligonucleotides with lipophilic moieties can alter accumulation in extrahepatic tissues, 
enabling gene modulation in a broad range of tissues, including heart, lung, and muscle. Recent developments demonstrate that nucleic acid bioconjugates are an emerging class with clinical utility. The major advancements through direct conjugating chemical moieties, for example, sugars, lipids, antibodies, or aptamers, to ASOs or small interfering RNAs, have been reviewed elsewhere. Following successful development of the first RNAi drug on Patro, LMP technology is now facilitating mRNA applications for protein replacement therapy and vaccine development, harnessing efficient APOE-mediated hepatocyte transfection. LMP formulations of mRNA can convert the liver into a bioreactor for therapeutic protein production. Simultaneously, LMP mRNA encoding antigens are being used for subcutaneous intramuscular or intradermal immunizations. Compared to virus or DNA-based vaccines, mRNA has several advantages. It is non-infectious, non-integrating, and requires only cytoplasmic delivery. This approach has shown potential in the development of a broadly protective influenza virus vaccine, complete protection from Zika virus in mice and non-human primates and most recently, a vaccine against P. falciparum, a causative agent of malaria. Similarly, two LMP mRNA vaccines are also leading to fights against SARS-CoV-2, with one formulation administered to the first subject only 63 days after the viral genome was published. The formulation named mRNA-1273 achieved a 94.1% percent efficacy in a phase 3 trial involving 30,420 volunteers. The second formulation BNT162B2 conferred a 95% protection against viral infection in a phase 3 trial that included 43,448 participants. As of February 2022, more than 76 million doses of these vaccines have been administered. Comparable strategies are also being used to generate personalized vaccines for cancer immunotherapy. These approach involve sequencing a patient's healthy and tumor tissues, then producing mRNA vaccines including individual cancer-specific neuroepitopes. These vaccines have promising therapeutic effects in preclinical cancer models and are currently in the early stage of clinical evaluation for breast cancer and melanoma. The transient protein expression induced by LMP mRNA vaccines is well suited to combating infections in cancer for other applications such as protein replacement therapies require repeated or chronic administration. Beyond vaccines, however, LMP formulations are administered intravenously, which creates a substantial burden on healthcare systems and limits therapeutic applications to rare or life-threatening disorders. Platform technologies for delivering large nucleic acid payloads also enable clinical translation gene editing-based treatments, mediated by nuclease-induced double-stranded breaks or single-based DNA mutations. These approaches hold great promise because unlike conventional gene transfer techniques, gene editing can treat disorders caused by dominant negative mutations. Furthermore, gene editing allows precise engineering so that gene insertion or correction is controlled by an endogenous promoter and probably provides physiologically accurate gene expression. In addition to ex vivo approaches, Several in vivo gene editing therapies enabled by LMP or AAV vector technology to treat retinal dystrophies, HATTR, and metabolic disorders are undergoing clinical translation. Advanced genomic editing tools, including base or prime editors, have been shown to further enhance target specificity in preclinical studies as described elsewhere. Whereas the limited cargo capacity of AAVs demands the use of a split protein delivered in two separate vectors, 
LNP technology allows editor mRNA and guide RNA to be formulated into a single particle. Both platform technologies have recently been used for in vivo genome-based editing in mice to correct the metabolic liver disease, phenylketonuria, and ex vivo modification of human hepatomyetic stem cells. Generally, the virus-approved platform technologies are well tolerated, but nanoparticles, macromolecules, and biologics often require pre- or core medications to suppress undesirable infusion or immune-related reactions. For example, patients receiving Omprato also take a combination of dexamethasone, acetaminophen, and antihistamines at least 60 minutes prior to treatment. For Glybera, patients receive oral cyclosporine and mycophenolate mofetil 3 days before and methylpredinosonone 30 minutes prior to infusion. Since the majority of approved nucleic acid therapeutics treat rare or monogenic disorders that would otherwise have few or no available treatments, the clinical outcomes justify the risk associated with potential adverse reactions. With nucleic acid therapeutics now demonstrating clinical benefits in patients, the socioeconomic impact related to treatment pricing has come under debate. Do clinical results justify high costs? This complex calculus depends on many factors, including the duration and magnitude of the therapeutic effect, the rarity of a disease, its associated severity of lifetime morbidity, the costs of alternative treatment options, healthcare and insurance models, and ultimately the overall improvement in patients' quality of life. Clearly, for clinical acid therapeutics, they induce long-lasting or curative effects, for example, Zolgemsna, Strimvelis, or Luxturna. High drug prices seem justified especially when talking into account the healthcare resources required for ongoing treatment and the economic costs of losing productive life years. With regard to drugs such as Spinraza, Taxedi and Ompatro, they induce significant but transient therapeutic effects. Current treatment pricing may not appropriately reflect long-term therapeutic benefits for patients. Furthermore, since a number of the current approved nucleic acid therapeutics were developed for ultra-rare diseases, demand for these treatments is very limited. This is exemplified by the first approved gene therapy, Glybera. Although highly effective, it was withdrawn from the market owing to limited access caused by low demand and high treatment costs. Several genetic drug manufacturers have implemented outcome-based agreements, whereby payment depends on treatment success or duration. For example, short-term efficacy and long-term durability measures have been established to determine paying rebates for Luxturna and similar arrangements have been set up for other nucleic acid therapeutics as well, for example, Farmprato. Other controversial practices like a global lottery system are also in place. For example, 100 doses of Zolgemsna are donated each year to children under 2 who are diagnosed with SMA and live outside the USA. Pricing has also been the subject of debate in light of vaccine development during the current pandemic. While the price of mRNA vaccines is higher, than conventional or viral vector-based vaccines, it is eclipsed by the direct and indirect costs resulting from the global COVID-19 outbreak. In addition, the unprecedented speed by which mRNA vaccines were developed one year will contribute to reopening economics. To conclude, the four platform technologies described in this review have helped to transform nucleic acid therapeutics from intriguing theory into clinical reality. Whereas most currently approved nucleic acid therapeutics aim to treat orphan diseases, their delivery technologies are now being leveraged for more broadly applicable genetic drugs and have enabled rapid vaccine development 
in times of a pandemic. In addition, these platforms are facilitating the clinical translation of novel approaches, such as gene editing therapeutics. Although the widespread implementation still faces several challenges, including manufacturing, toxicity, and socioeconomic issues, it's clear that nucleic acid therapeutics are poised to have a revolutionary impact on many diseases that previously had limited or no treatment options. Thank you for listening.